Hello there, friends. I'm Richard Kisnan. We all knew it was coming. Adulthood, relationships and marriage, business, health, money, bills, fitness. If you're like me, we didn't think that life would come at us like this. I welcome you to join me for raw, authentic, and hopefully really fun conversations about coming into your own as an adult and to help you create a powerful life of your design. This is the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. Hey there, AR Nation. A quick announcement I'd like to share with you. It's about an incredibly powerful, high-ticket marketing community that I'm a proud member of. It's called the Super Affiliate Accelerator. This program's absolutely for you if you want to be successful online. Whether you're a beginner looking to get started with an online business, and also if you already have an online business but struggling to reach your goals. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is run by three experienced and amazing coaches. Between the three of them, they've sold millions of dollars in products and services online across all different industries. Why I find the Super Affiliate Accelerator so powerful is because of its unique all-in-one blend of a proven training program, weekly coaching and mentoring from an amazing group of accomplished internet marketers, and a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. For a limited time, the SAA coaches are offering a complimentary business strategy call. So whether you're a coach or consultant, if you provide professional services, or if you just want to start an online business, but you're confused or overwhelmed with where or how to start, I invite you to check out this incredible program, the Super Affiliate Accelerator. And you can learn more today by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA. Again, that's richardkiston.com forward slash SAA. Now, let's get to today's amazing episode. Hey there, how's it going? Welcome back to the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Kiston. So glad that you can be here. So glad, uh, content, happy that you're spending your time, energy with me, wherever you are doing whatever you're doing uh, with me on this podcast. Uh, hope you're well. Uh, right now, we're in the throngs. At the time of this recording, it's summer. It's been hot, humid, all of those things. Uh, my dog cannot survive right now. Um, it was a mission to take a 100-pound pit bull outside in the humid rain this morning, but we somehow did it. Um, and yeah, that was, that was this, this morning. But I'm very excited to bring today's episode to you. Uh, got someone who, uh, you know, met a couple of times in a mutual networking group, um, and she reached out. Uh, we, we figured this out. I've been going through her stuff. It's actually so amazing. Um, so I'm very excited to bring Caitlin Vogel onto the podcast as today's guest. Caitlin, how are you doing? I'm great, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to be able to, to do this with you today. So just generally and briefly, I'll just share with uh, the audience that Caitlin is a content creator here in the New York City area, uh, and also she has her own blog, maybe it's just me.blog. Um, so Caitlin, why don't you, I want to give you the floor, maybe share a little about who you are, your background, and where you got to where you are today. Okay, great. Um, so starting from the beginning, um, I've had a journal in my head since I was five years old. I mean, I was such a daydreamer and, you know, as much as I'm a light and fun person, I've always sort of been an old soul too. You know, and then when I look back and read things I wrote when I was little, I actually was reading one of my old journals the other day. I was cracking up because I was always so curious about everything. And I tried being super deep, describing every detail, you know, even when I was writing about the bagel I had for breakfast, I tried to make it sound beautiful. <laughs> and um, so, you know, that passion for writing stayed with me. And, and when I went to college, I decided to major in journalism and psychology. And because I also really love to learn why people think and act a certain way. And, and for me, studying psychology was helpful to understand myself. You know, why am I anxious about that? And, and why does doing this scare me? And, and how can I be more confident? You know, and so my goal was to be a therapist or a writer, and I ended up combining the two, and that's why I'm a ghostwriter for therapists and health experts now. Um, and I love that, you know, because I get to meet so many different kinds of people, learn about them and tell their stories, and, and they love this stuff as much as I do. So when I'm talking to them, I always get super excited when they teach me something new, like, tell me more, like, you know, so that's that's the short version of, of what, I, what I'm doing now, um, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just see where my career takes me because things have been definitely shifting in a good way. And now I'm, I'm fully, I'm almost about to just fully be a ghostwriter, actually. Um, wow. That's where I'm making the transition now. 
That's that's really awesome. I, I mean, that's cool that you've maintained your journal since about you said you're five years old. Well, yeah, I've I've really just always I I, I had it with me twenty four seven. I just was always writing and describing everything with all these unnecessary adjectives and imagery. I mean, I was I was such a nerd. I still am. But I, you know, even as I was a little kid, I just I always knew. Like I, I always wanted to understand the world around me and describe it. And so yeah, it's it's always been a passion. Could I ask could I ask you this? Um I mean this is not something we had talked about before, but where where do you think that came from? Um was it just something that came naturally to you or do you think there was I don't know maybe family or or someone that encouraged you to to pick up writing and, and journaling? Um, it's so funny because, well, my mom's a dental hygienist. My dad's a financial advisor. So the creativity, I mean, my sisters are also graphic designers. So it's like, how, where do we come from? Because my parents are very, you know, the, the, the left brain, very math science, and, and we are all very the creatives. Um, so it just, it just, it's something I've just always known. I've always, like I said, I'm, I'm very fun, but I'm very old soul. Like, even when I was little, my mom said as, as a kid, I was always just looking around, observing everything. Like, I just wanted to understand it all. And um, that's, that curiosity, I, I would say, is really what that developed into, into what, you know, I knew. Writing was what I wanted to explore, even if it wasn't the most practical, you know, being, you know, obviously I had the the advice from my parents, like, oh, maybe you should pursue, like, teaching or, uh, you know, be a nurse, something like that. But I was like, mom, I don't, I don't love that. I love writing. And so I just followed my heart. And, you know, it hasn't steered me wrong. So That's so great. Wow. I didn't expect that. That's so awesome. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. So I, I, in, when I was looking at your blog and, and uh, sort of the work that you do, it seems there's a quote that you share quite a bit on motto or so to inspire others to live their best lives. Why, why does that matter to you? And how do you think what you do helps to accomplish that? Um, so it kind of goes back to what I was saying before about uh, choosing the psychology or the, the writing. I feel that I've always wanted to help people. It's been in me, like it's an innate thing in me. It's uh, I'm, I always am that person my friends call for advice. I just, I really believe it's important to give back and, and serve the world in any way that you can. And I think there's a million ways to do that. And I believe that getting that information out about, you know, all of my, the writing I do is about self-improvement. So I just think it's really important to, to get that information out there, even if it's not my byline, like I said, I'm a ghostwriter. So you could read a billion articles by me, but you never know it. Like that was actually written by me. Um, so to me, it's just important that people get this information, especially with the way the world is today. I mean, with quarantine and the coronavirus and things are just so uncertain and scary and people need to know, okay, there are ways that you can, you know, de-stress. There are ways that you can like go after your dreams, even if you are older, you know, like no matter what, whatever the excuses that you have, like you can accomplish things. I mean, I've seen it to be true in my own life. I was very nervous to start this blog, but I had a, all my friends were like, no, Keelan, you're amazing. We believe in you. You should do it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And, and it really has like evolved and it's been so incredible. And I'm just, I'm really excited to see like how it's, how it's just evolved over all this time, to be honest. So. You shared sort of the, the origins of your passion with, with writing and whatnot, um, and, and the impact that you, you, would, you wanna have with your writing. Why do, you, why do you think, whether for you personally or just generally, that the medium of writing is, I, I mean, I'm gonna say superior to any other medium, but like for you, what, what does writing have that you can't really share a message or so that maybe other mediums you can't or do it differently, um, if that question makes sense? Um, well, I think this ties into why I love storytelling and why I think it's so powerful. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've always been passionate about storytelling and a lot of people don't realize this, but learning how to tell a story is actually an incredible life skill you know, knowing how to connect to people, what motivates them, drives them on a deep level. And, you know, just think back to your favorite teachers and coaches, you know, because chances are the reason you remember those people is because they were great communicators. Um, so my high school soccer coach, he gave the best speeches. I mean, he was like Kurt Russell and Miracle type talented. <laughs> he knew exactly what to say. That inspired, he inspired all of us every day. He was amazing. Um, 
And then, you know, from a psychological perspective, because I always do that, what's interesting about stories and writing is that, it, you know, it, it activates all parts of the brain. So when you hear a story, it not only activates like the language processing part of your brain, but also the other parts we use when we're experiencing the events. And, and that's why when you hear a good story, it feels like you're actually there. If that makes sense. What do you, let me ask you this. What do you believe um, helps people to stand? And the reason I bring this up is a lot of listeners to the show are entrepreneurs, small business owners and whatnot. What do you think, what do you believe is the secret to standing out in, let's say, a, a crowded market? Someone who is, like you said, trying something for the first time or, or, or following their desire to start a business what do you what do you what would you say is a secret to standing out in a crowded in this case marketplace yeah so with this question i mean the advice you hear from so many people is be authentic right it's such a buzzword these days but i think that that needs to be you know explained a bit more and to me i think real authenticity is when you focus less on impress impressing other people and more on connecting with them you know, so for example, a lot of business owners, they make the mistake of listing off their qualifications, talking about their experience, and they do this thinking that it's what will get people to listen. Now, of course, expertise is important, but at the end of the day, we all want someone we can relate to, right? And so for me in my work, the real shift happened when I stopped, you know, comparing myself to other people and instead just started speaking directly from my own experience and what I know to be true. And then you just have to trust people will connect to that voice. Because honestly, once you figure out what your voice is, you're in a league of your own. Because nobody can compete with you being you, right? Do you have any thoughts or encouragement for people? Let's, let's say someone does hear this and say, okay, she's got a point. Let me try to be more off. Because I think it's easy, especially if you're in, in marketing your own business. So to say, these are my qualifications, right? I'm Richard yeah. Kisten. I'm a lawyer. Like that's objective. It's verifiable. But when you're saying to be authentic and share stories as a way to enroll someone, then it becomes, it, it, it can be a challenge for a lot of people. How, do you have any suggestions or thoughts for people who may want to try, you know, being more authentic, sharing more of themselves, but they're just, they have a panic attack when thinking about um, reveal, you know, lifting the curtain on their lives? Yeah, I mean, writing is, is inherently a very brave. I'm putting myself out there. Everyone says, oh, aren't you worried about being judged? And for, okay, when I published my first article, I think I, I really might have had a panic attack. I was so nervous, okay? Like, so I feel like even giving this example is just going to help people see like how you can, even if you are the most shy person and I was growing up, you can change and you can become more confident and you can just, it's knowing, it, it comes down to understanding your own self-worth and believing in yourself and, and your confidence, having the core confidence to know, I know what I'm talking about. I'm good at what I do. And I know I'm not going to connect to every single person that listens to this, but for the people that do, and it resonates with them, that's what makes it worth it for me. Um, Cause I, you know, I, I don't publish an article and then expect, Oh, I, it is only successful to me if I get, you know, this many people commenting on it. It's not about that. You know, it's about if one person messaged me and said, wow, like I was having such a hard time and I'm re I really appreciate that you did that. It's like, because to me, I'm so passionate, like I said before, helping people. And, but in the way of just like, please tell me your problems. I really want to help you. And, and I, I, I care, you know, because I, I've been through stuff and I'm very open about it. You know, I think a lot of people are afraid to be vulnerable, but I mean, if you listen to Brene Brown and she's one of my favorite people, she says it perfectly, like vulnerability is the birthplace of joy and creativity. And if you don't make yourself vulnerable, you can't connect to people in an authentic way, genuinely. You, you have to. It just, it goes hand in hand. It is scary. You know, even if you're on a date, people are just, they're focused on impressing, not connecting. And same with a job interview. It's just like, you really have to just, this is me. And if you like me, that's great. And if you don't, then there are other people that will. It's just really a matter of really believing that. That's what I think. In that same vein, and, and you just brought up a couple of examples, like dating, right? Or yeah. a job interview, or again, in the context of entrepreneurs and making money and, and putting out offers in exchange for money. How, do you, like, I, I know I've struggled with this as well, trying to, trying to really be genuine and authentic in the content that I create and push out into the world. But at the same time, like I run a business, right? And there's yeah. always an element of 
I, you know, I'm putting this out there to make money. Or if you go on a date, you're putting your best foot forward to meet someone to, to be in a relationship with. How do you, how do you feel you navigate that? Or if you had advice for someone to navigate those, I get, I don't want to say competing interests, but, um, they don't, they, there's a little bit of tension when you have, when you have those interests side by side. It's a really good question. Um, I would say that the best approach with something like that is just, again, you, you have to always try to be open-minded. Do you know what I mean? Because I think we all naturally come into things with our own opinions and just our own experiences make us who we are. But I love learning about other people. That's why I think why ghostwriting is such a good fit for me because I'm like, oh, tell me about you and what makes your brain work. And I know it's so different than mine, but that's what makes it so interesting. And I just think people need to get really curious and not think, okay, like have the black and white thinking and think this is the only way things are done. And just, I would say really just have that growth mentality, um, believe that you can learn something from everyone you meet because you can. Um, and you know, cause it, it, I don't know if you've met anyone like this, but I feel like when you meet certain people, it's like, the conversation either flows like this, like we're doing now, or it's like, they're trying to just show off at how smart they are. Just try it. But it's like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm just expressing my opinion. Do you know what I mean? And I guess I was thinking of that in a context of a date because, you know, I've been on a date or two where a guy in an attempt to impress me was just coming off like condescending. Do you know what I mean? But it's just like, well, we have different opinions and that's okay. But let's just, you know what I mean when I say that? Uh, I, I, I I think it's like for me, it's definitely a, a skill that I've, I've learned over time that yeah. I, I admit like for a long, a long, long time in my life, I've been admittedly stubborn. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> my friends would always say like, with the thing about Richard is that there's no like gray area. It's, it's okay. one way or the other. And I think over time as I've matured, I've realized that, yeah, no two people are the same. And so, no. um, you know, like I can, we can be, friends we can be have, have like look at the the world is view everyone sees different things when we're looking at the same thing and so I respect that I think now more than ever that that's just the way it is and, and it doesn't mean that someone is above me or beneath me they just they just look at things differently exactly exactly and I think if you have that mentality you'll it it's only you can only be successful in life, in every aspect of life, if you are open-minded, and I believe that fully, because you need to collaborate with different people to create things, have breakthroughs in, in every industry. Do you know what I mean? You can't, it's not your way or, the, or no way. It's just, I, cause I'm just, I wanna learn more. So that's why I, I love this field and I love like talking to all these experts because they're always teaching me something new and I'm always that person that's like did you know this fun fact about body language <laughs> did you know and it's just uh, yeah I just I love this stuff I, I love it I love learning about it let me let me ask you this now because if because you approach what you do with like this and I was actually having a conversation with somebody uh recently similar like when you're when you're traveling in your in your lane but everyone that you interact with you know comes at it comes at the issue from a different lane like your perspective changes and it you know when you're doing the work that you do behind the scenes um you know for for let's say therapists or you know whoever else or whomever else hire, engages you do you create content with the lens of having the reader take a particular action or like when you're, when you're, when someone engages you to create content for them, like, where do you start from? What's that process look like? Well, it depends on who I'm working with, but overall, every article is kind of structured in this way. Every article at the end of the day, many people don't realize this, but it's, you talk about the problem and then a solution. So it's like, you know, whatever the topic is, but there should always be a takeaway for the reader, right? Why should they care? And that's, that's really at the end of the day, like, what is it that this person's reading it? How are they gonna connect to it? And sometimes like one of, you know, a therapist I work with, she'll have a specific objective and say, I want them to believe this by the end of it. And that's, you know, and, and because like therapy, it can be um, opinionated and, and certain things, but there's a lot of, um, I, I agree with most things that they're saying, because some of the concepts are just very like, this is what it is, but there's, so much thought leadership behind 
what I write to that I'm lucky that a lot of times like who I write for is like, oh, you, you got me. This is perfect. Then there'll be times where it's like, oh, I wouldn't say it this way. I want this is coming across this way. Can you fix it? So it's it's really doing this and writing as other people. It's, it's pretty cool because you get to I get to kind of go into their brain and try to be them and think how they would think. And then that just helps me in my social skills and communicating with everyone else because I do that for work. I do that all the time. So I naturally can just see things from other points of view as I have to. Um, so yeah, I would say, to, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, so sorry, what were you gonna say? Uh, no, no, go for it. I'm, okay, I'm <laughs> I, I derailed that train, sorry about that. Um, I, what I was gonna ask along the same lines, so when, let's say, let's say a therapist engages you um, to, to write an article what what success or what are the ear like the markings of success for let's say that article and does that differ from success to you as an individual generally or are those are those definitions of success the same similar um how, how do you feel that you know the work that you do fits into whatever your definition of success is overall for you as Caitlin Vogel? So, you know, success for me, I think that goes back to like, how do you define success, right? Because everyone defines it differently. Um, and for me, success is living my true purpose, you know, knowing that what I'm doing is helping other people lead a happier life. And, you know, at the end of the day, success, I believe, is a state of mind. So it's, it's knowing you're doing your best to become the best you that you can be. Um, and with what I do, I, I, I just, I don't care that I'm behind the scenes. As long as that information is getting out there, that's success to me. I don't need the credit. And, and it's really an honor to be able to tell um, these expert stories because, you know, this is what they love and they're passionate about. And I get to like, go very deeply with them one-on-one -on -one and they're saying, oh, do you, you know, I really hope that you can get this and, and, you know, put this in a way that really describes me because this is them and these are, you know, it's, it's very personal. And that's why I, I feel so rewarded by it because I, I, I genuinely, I love people. I love learning about them. I love just getting as deep as you want to get me. I will sit there and have a deep philosophical talk with you all day. I just love it. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, um, but that's how I feel about success. So. It, it does. It does. Um, I, it's just because sometimes I, I know for me, I like I wonder, right, um, when I'm when I'm taking, let's say, a, a client's work, um, you know, I, I, I pivoted quite a bit in terms of the like the work that I do and the work that I take as a lawyer and it was for a long time I did it because, well, I want to grow my practice and whatnot. And then I realized, okay, doing this kind of work, what is that doing for me as an individual? For me, right. it, just, it just became like, it was, it was disparate. And so that's why, um, you know, I'm just curious as to how other people feel when, when they do. I mean, the, would that mean that a lot of it is you, you, you're very selective and discerning in, in the work that you take to make sure that it fits in your overall, like, Yes. Yes. Um, so and obviously I do work for a consulting firm and that's my, my full-time job and I have clients in, in business law and finance. So, you know, I have to do that kind of writing, which is using a completely different part of my brain, but the ghost writing that I do, which is what we've been focusing on, um, that is, is where I'm trying to, like I mentioned, just kind of go more towards my focus now. And, and those are the clients that I choose and I do choose clients that I am aligned with. And when we have a conversation, I am I very much support like the therapist. I believe what she says, and I'm going to work with her on making her brand bigger and, you know, get her messages across. Um, but I am trying very much to only write about either mental health or health and wellness, just personal development in general, because I believe that's really important. And, and everyone, no matter where you come from, what your job is, everyone needs to grow themselves in some way. They need to help have self-care rituals. They need to, you know, make their mental health a priority. It's just so important. I, I, I want to focus on that a little more deeply, yeah. right? Because I, I was looking at your blog and it definitely is uh, really self-care, personal yes. development strong. And yes. so, I, I, especially, it's, I mean, probably more important now, more than in a very long time with 
everyone having to figure out what, what their life is, whether it's because of losing a job, quarantine, figuring out like the context of the relationship, spending so much more time with like partner. Um, if what tips would you give with, for someone, and this is going to be a really broad stroke question, people who are feeling lost, whether it's in career, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in money, whether it's in life, in fitness, um, if someone's just feeling lost or stuck, what advice would you give them to, to maybe start getting unstuck? Yes. Um, so this makes me think about the, the happiness and expectation gap, which I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Um, but it's, you know, that thought that we all have a story in our minds of how we think our lives should go. We want certain things to happen by this time. This is when I want to get my dream job. And this is when I want to get married. And this is when I want to have kids. And then we do live in this kind of culture where there's an expectation for how things should be. You know, and if you don't accomplish all these things and check it all off by a certain age, you're failing, right? And, you know, that's so much pressure for people. And it makes me think things like, you know, or not me, but just people in general. So they'll think, why is everyone doing so much better than me? Why can't I make that kind of money? Why hasn't the love of my life walked through the door? <laughs> like, so what, it, but here's the key is like, when it comes to your path in life, what works for you really might not work for someone else. And what makes you happy may be different from what society says. And then so my advice to people who are kind of feeling lost is to think about it like this. At any point in your career, when you were happy, it was probably because you were doing better than you thought you were. You were promoted sooner, you were making more money, and at the end of the day, you were exceeding your expectations in some way. And that's why you were happy. Um, and so if life doesn't go the way you plan, the best thing is to just replace your expectations with acceptance. Um, because with expectations, you're attached to a certain outcome. And then when those expectations are met, you feel like you're lost, you're frustrated, and, and you feel like you, you're a failure. Um, and then getting rid of expectations, you're going with the flow. And you accept the way things are. And I mean, when you can really accept it, life is so much less stressful, it's so much more enjoyable, and you're really in the moment. And then you leave yourself open to that next great experience. You, you touched on something that I'm going to, I'm going to admit that like yeah. bothered me in my life for a long time because I felt exactly that I wasn't. Yeah. And it was expectations that I'd set for myself. I didn't, I haven't re like reached the financial success, the relationship success, the every, the fitness success. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I, even, even to, to now, I still struggle with the, the practical application of that. Do you have any, any thoughts around like actual, because it's, it's one thing to say, like, think about, you know, the changing the, the, your perspective, right? Instead of focusing on expectation, like you said, just becoming more accepting of what is. Um, for so, have you ever thought or, or any idea around what, whether it's a physical practice or, or methods by which people can actually incorporate that more into their lives i don't know if that that made sense no that makes perfect sense um i just i think it's it's really comes down to um being really honest with yourself and not letting other people's opinions get in the way everyone is just so focused on comparing themselves to other people i mean i was in that trap for such a long time just worrying oh am i running out of time to do this and it's just you're running your own race, right? Like stop thinking about what the person next to you is doing. You, have, you're, you are the only person you have control over. It's literally the, the biggest thing I've learned in my line of work is focusing on what you can control and letting go of what you can't. It's the most simple but powerful advice I can tell anyone. When they say, give me one line that's gonna change my life. It's focus on what you can control and let go of what you can't. Because most things you can't control. There's a lot that you can. And you should be proactive and you should, you know, take these steps to make your life better. But um, I just think so many people, just the worrying, and, and there's actually a statistic and I might be wrong, but I think 98% of what you worry about never happens, something like that. It's just, worry is just a waste of time. And, you know, that's why I, I love Eckhart Tolle and the power of now, and he's all, all about the present moment. I've read Power of Now a million times. I've I love that book. I love him because it's really, in, if you're connected to the present, you, you can't feel anxious. You just can't. And if you're in a state of gratitude, you can't feel anxious. You biologically cannot experience those two physical states at the same time. So it's like, 
if you're feeling overwhelmed and in a moment where you're feeling, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and you're going down that spiral, literally just stop, take a deep breath, start like doing deep breathing, breath, like never underestimate the power of the breath. I meditate every morning. I love it. Um, and it really helps me get centered. And even, you know, when stressful situations arise during the day, because I did my meditation and I'm, you know, feeling that center, I respond to it much better. So that's how I feel about that. <laughs> that, that was, that was, I mean, I, and I admit this as well, like I've, I've tried incorporating that, those kinds of yeah. physical strategies because like there, there has, I don't know, just for me generally, I think there, there needs to be like a physical correlation to the idea, right. To make it occur. And so I'm always curious of what people, how people, you know, do the, you know, and like I said, like you mentioned, go from forgetting about expectations to then uh, just accepting and, and being more aware of the moment. Um, I, I wanted to ask you the, oh man, I just, I just had it. Um, let me ask you this. I, I've got a dog that really, and if, you, if you've ever, I think every dog loves peanut butter. Yeah. Um, what would you say is if, if someone is thinking about this and hearing this being, being inspired, you know what, I'm going to start like we shared, be like you shared being more authentic and putting myself out there in, in the face of fear. What do you think is a secret sauce maybe for you that helps getting that putting fear aside and stopping to worry, putting the, the, this, making that like, I don't know how I'm describing this. Like I get, I get what you, I get what you mean. Um, and the first thing that came into my head when you said that was, it really isn't easy at first. Like I, it took so much practice because, like I mentioned to you, I was the shyest kid growing up. This is the best example I can give you. My mom was so worried about me that she put me in ten million clubs. She even put me in a mime class, which makes no sense at all, obviously. So I was so shy. But I, you know, I, I was always so I thought too much about like, oh, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid of what people will think. And then I was like, I started realizing, no, when I'm being honest, when I'm actually like speaking my truth and saying how I feel, people like it. People, you know, and the more experiences you have doing that, the more like that builds your confidence. But it, it is scary at first to just really just keep it real, say what you think and, and mean it and like just not worrying, oh, I'm going to say this because I want this person to think this. And I mean, I have always been an overanalyzer, majoring in psychology, like you have to, but professional like people, like, you know, I understand this stuff too much to the point that it's like, no, Caitlin, sometimes you have to think less. Do you know what I mean? Just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, my brain's just always working way too fast. So I think for me, it's just learning how to slow down, learning how to just really not worry so much about what people think and, and being in the moment in every moment, whatever you're doing, whoever you're with, like me and you right now, this is the only moment that's real. Whatever's happening in an hour from now, that's the future's a fantasy. The past is the past. Do you know what I mean? That's what I love to say. It's just literally, I love to relate everything back to just being in the here and now and doing what you can do and knowing I've done everything I can do today to accomplish what I want. And then that's it. I think so many people beat themselves up. I didn't check everything off my to-do list. And, you know, it's just, they get in their heads about just all, all of these things they want to do. But it's like, no, like, be organized, set, make a schedule for yourself and just be self, self-discipline. I could talk about self-discipline all day long, but I tie self-discipline so strongly to happiness because you are your habits. You are, you know, um, cause people that, you know, think about people that like want to lose weight. They, they're very nervous cause they look into the future and they're like, Oh my God, how am I going to lose 50 pounds? Like that scares me thinking like that's so far from now. Or even me, I want to write a book. Oh, this is going to be so much work. I'm going to have to call an agent and I'm going to have to contact a publisher. It's like you just, you kind of get analysis paralysis. <laughs> but I would say that if you just really break it down in small achievable steps, you will always, um, you, will all, you will be so excited once you, you know, accomplish each thing and that will give you momentum. And momentum is what makes you, you know, have progress and you get excited and you continue and, I just went on a rant right there, but I hope that I can answer what you were you asking. Let, let me ask you, because as you were sharing that, I, I think what came to mind was goal setting, which is another, yeah, like it's a big one. another thing that I've struggled with because 
I think there's like for me, there's been a very fine line between goal setting and that, that creates like positive, positive foresight versus the like expectations that causes the worry and anxiety. How do you, how do you deal with or manage goal setting such that it, it, or mitigating the, um, the sort of wor the expectations that cause worry and anxiety that, that goal setting could cause? Yeah, this is a really good question and everyone can really benefit from learning how to, uh, you know, take the steps when they're struggling to reach a goal. Uh, the first thing I would say is take action now, because actually studies show that, you know, a stress signal is sent to your brain the moment you hesitate and you only have like a few seconds before your brain kicks in for you to take action. So it's, it's that moment where you're like, should I go to the gym? If you start thinking about it, you're not going to go. You just got to go. So that's like number one, just you know, and a lot of people buy into that idea that we have to feel ready, but you might never feel ready. You know, at some point I'm going to have the confidence at some point, you know, I'm going to have the courage to do this, but the truth is you may never feel ready. So a lot of times like action sort of precedes motivation. And a lot of people think I have to feel inspired to write this article. I have to be motivated to go to the gym. It does not work like that. You have to have self-discipline and you have to first step. So first step, take action now. Okay. Second step is start with something small. Um, so like I mentioned before, you have to build the momentum. And, and then once you start building momentum, and this is where your brain kind of starts to help you because, you know, unfinished tasks, they're actually more likely to stay in your brain. And that's like a psychological principle. Um, I think it's called the, the Garnick effect. Um, and it's, it's just, I, I'm not going to go down that road. But the bottom line is, once you start something, your brain wants to finish it. So even if you're dreading it, just do it. That's why I said take action now and start with something small because then that will build the momentum you need to keep going. And then from there, you, you set just achievable goals. Like just depending on what your goal is, make sure that they're realistic. Don't, you know, try to lose, I keep using weight loss, <laughs> but don't try to lose, you know, a pound a day. You, you probably won't. And that's not even healthy. But I mean, just make sure the goals that you're setting are achievable and, you know, just also don't focus so much on the outcome and focus on your progress. That's really the most important of all of the steps because, you know, you will have a point along the way where you'll be faced with a challenge and you can either let it hold you back or you can say, no, I'm going to keep going. And you just have to focus on how far you've come. And that, that principle has helped me so much in every aspect of my life that whenever I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this happened. I messed up. But it's like, no, Caitlin, look at how far you've come and how hard you've worked to get to this point. So my best advice is just really like, don't dwell on the mistakes, you know, learn what you need to learn, get up and let it go. Um, and I actually, um, I, I have a, an athlete background. So I've always been like, I've seen the reward of hard work. Like I, you know, trained all summer to make the varsity team in ninth grade. Like I have always been that person that's like, I'm going to do this so I can get there. Do you know what I mean? And I'm going to put the work in. So I, We'll get what I want, but you have to work hard. You have to be committed to, you know, achieving that vision because I feel that if your reason isn't strong enough, you won't follow through. And Tony Robbins talks about that all the time. He says, like, what's your why? Right. So, so what is your reason for doing something? Because if your reason isn't, if your reason to lose weight is just to look good, then you might not lose it. Your reason to lose weight should be, I want to be energized to play with my kids in the afternoon. I don't want to be so tired. I want to live a healthy life so I can be alive for, for all of these things I want to do and all the places I want to go. Could you, and this is, I mean, this may be diving a little deeper, but just how do you identify why's? Because I, I know I've struggled with that. Okay. Self in that like I, I look at myself, my life and the thing, the choice that I make. And I don't know, I just, I don't, I don't want to say that a lot of my whys are surface level things. Like I, I want to, I want a great business because I want money. I want to like live in, um, you know, I don't want to worry about bills. And it seems like surface level things. Do you, do you have any constructs for what, how you identify the whys in your life? Um, well, for me, I've always, like I said, I've always known what I wanted, like with my career path, at least. And then, you know, it's also being willing to accept that things can change. Um, and, and also being able to just roll with that change and, and not resisting it. So, you know, I like to think of how to, how to create the kind of change in your life that 
that last because a lot of people like always ask me, um, change is scary, what do I do? Right. And I just say, you know, there's a few things. The first thing is have a vision. And, and this goes back to the why. What do you really want? Right. A vision should excite you. It should inspire you. It should be compelling. And I mean, when you think about news resolutions, for example, a lot of people don't structure it right. They set themselves up to fail, you know, because it's like you're not setting an intention. That's why, like, if you I actually have an article that is about setting intentions, not resolutions, because an intention it's just a better way of framing it in your mind, you know? And um, so in general, the intention is just envisioning who you wanna be. And, and then from there thinking, okay, what habits do I need to change to make that happen? And, you know, by when you combine that vision and just it's really looking at what you want your life to look like, really getting in the feeling of it, feel the emotions, visualize it, get, get attached to it because like, just focus on, okay, that's coming. Like, don't believe it isn't. I mean, you can make it real. That's like, I think maybe it sounds really dreamer of me, but I've always been like that. I've always been a dreamer. I've always said, okay, like I really, this is my dream. I'm going to, you know, my writing is going to inspire people one day. And I mean, here I am. And I mean, it's, it's, it's so great to be able to do what I'm doing. And Obviously, I, I just think for anyone that's not sure what they want, I think it's, it's really about just doing all these things with the vision, the intention. And obviously, like I mentioned before, you have to start small. So many people have so many ideas floating around in their head of, oh, um, you know, and they think about the big picture and it gets so overwhelming, um, whether it's making more money, finding the perfect partner, and you think about everything before like that you need to do. But then you just have to focus on next step, one day at a time, one step at a time, and then then from there, just you'll develop habits because um, over time, habits, you know, they become ingrained and it won't feel like work anymore. At first, it will feel uncomfortable. And that's what I think people, once they can get over that hump, then they're gold, you know. But I think in the beginning, it's just so hard because it's like, oh, my God, do I have the faith in myself to really do this? And then it's like you develop that faith with the more you accomplish things slowly but surely. And then once your confidence builds, then you know, that's a game changer. So, and that, that's how I feel. I want to, I want to just dive into sort of your, your experience with this, because like, as you mentioned before, you're working on a book. Um, maybe, and I, I know that I've had the desire to write a book. I know I, I've written, I don't know, maybe like a hundred pages so far, and I don't know what it looks like, so it's okay. But if, if you can share a little bit about what your what your book's about, what the intention is, and maybe a little more practically speaking, how, how you're making that come along. It's so funny. I just had this talk the other day because <laughs> when it's like my book, I'm, I've been so attached to writing a book since I was, uh, again, like so when I started with my journals when I was a kid, like my goal was to publish my like first book before 20. And then I was like, oh, before 30. But it's like, I think that there's so much more I have to learn before I can write it, but I, I'm overthinking it. I think I was overthinking it for a while. And now my best advice to anyone that's just writing a book is just write it. Don't worry about where it's going and, and who's going to see it. Just write it for you and, you know, just get the words out there. If, if you get stuck in your head, then it will never, you know, cause that, that's how I feel about my book. I, I've been writing it on and off for years and I'm cha constantly changing like the direction I see it going and it's evolving. And I feel that, Maybe it's just me, I didn't <laughs> but I think that there will be, for me at least, like this light bulb moment where I'll say, no, this is literally the direction I want to go in. And I actually decided this the other day for the first book I want to do. I'm going to do a collaboration with my sisters. And I'm thinking of this is like a way to just get a book out there and, and something really fun for people, kind of like a coffee table style book of, because I have a lot of inspirational quotes and inspirational messages and my sisters are incredibly good photographers and graphic designers. So I think it could be a really cool collab. And you know, if, if like, coffee shops want to pick it up and we could get it published and put it out in the world and, but even just to do it, it it's, it's doable. And so we were just talking about this project and I'm talking to a publisher actually tomorrow just to like see the process. And so I'm taking those small steps because I want the ball to get rolling. And I know as I start the project, it'll evolve and shift. And, you know, that's kind of the fun part, not, you know, getting attached to this is how I want it to go. And this is how I want this book to look. It's like, no, I'm just going to put all my ideas out there. And as you start writing, you can, you know, it'll evolve. It just will naturally. So. 
Yeah, that's super. I mean, that's something that I, like I said, I, I've been wanting to write a book for, for years. I mean, actually, I remember in high school, I would tell everyone, don't worry, my book is coming out soon. And I always say that, but you have to say it. So it happened. Like I just put it out there. That's what I always say. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Let me ask you, do you have, this is, this is something that I, I try to engage in, like when, when I'm feeling stuck, do you have any memories or any stories that you like keep on reserve or like in your back pocket when you, when you need, whether it's inspiration, courage, like when, when you're faced with a situation where you're not sure you can do it, what, what do you resort to to get through it? Um, I love that. And I knew the memory as soon as you said it. And it goes back to, I've, I mean, I've played soccer my whole life. And as I mentioned, I was so determined to make soccer that freshman year. And I did. And, you know, I was so lucky to be able to grow with that team. But like the memory that I have was my junior year. And our team made it farther than any other, like any team in our high school history had. And I was playing really well. Like all year we were in finals. I was scoring. Like I'm a, I'm a forward. So I, but this was the big game, right? Like this is like the movie moment. This is the game. And I remember, you know, <laughs> I'll never forget. I was on the bus on the way there. And my mom, like she put a, um, my mom and my dad put a note in my bag. And I opened it and it was just this like, I could like tear up talking about it, but they literally like, we're so proud of you. No matter what happens tonight, you've got this, like, you're so strong. We're so proud of you. And, you know, my dad, he was all American in high school and college. He was always my coach. He's a phenomenal soccer player. So when he wrote like, just how proud he is of me. And he's like, really, we're there for you. We're going to be there in the stands. Like you've got this. And so I went into it like completely in the zone. It was a night game. It was just amazing. We, um, we played amazing. We went into overtime and I scored the winning goal with like seconds to go. It was literally like a movie moment because I, I slid and I like, I scored. And I remember I was, I landed on my back, but I could see out of the corner of my eye, everyone from the stands rising up. Do you know what I mean? Like that were, and I'm getting the chills telling the story because it was just like all my hard work that whole season of just the double practices, like everything, all the hours I put in, all the, you know, work, it just paid off in that moment. I just remember, you know, just right after that, everyone was just like, it was like, I was dogpiled. I was like lifted up in the air. It was like my movie moment. And I'll never forget it. It's one of my like life highlights. And I, I'm just so grateful I got to have that. Do you know what I mean? And just see like, wow, like, you know, just those beautiful moments. You really have to cherish them. That's super, as you were telling, sorry, because I, I, same thing, I played yeah. high school baseball and a lot of, yeah. I remember a lot of those memories and, and whenever yeah. I'm struggling, I like re resort to those. It always makes me feel better. I mean, even telling it, I'm in a good mood, oh, like automatically, <laughs> it's like, oh, I just love going back to that place. That's super powerful. Let me, because uh, I, I don't want to, you know, you've been very generous with your time and whatnot. Um, do you have, again, I want to turn back to the question asked earlier um if someone's listening to this and and let's say feeling stuck in some area of their life do you do you have any recommendations as to um i mean there's one thing to shift perspective but also i think like checking out whether it's a book or a quote something like that do you have any recommendations for anyone uh, again feeling stuck to check this out because this will really help to get you to shift your perspective? Yes. Um, I know I mentioned him during our chat, but I would say Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle, whether you start with just listening to a few of his videos on YouTube, um, he has a channel. Um, but The Power of Now is my favorite book because it goes back to the most important principle I can share with anyone, which is to be in the present. That is literally where happiness is. You have to be in the present because it's the only moment that's real and he explains it so much better than me and he does such an incredible job combining psychology with science and just breaking down something that seems you know that people make so complicated but it's not you know so it's like every question you have the answer is just take a break like relax like you got this do you know what I mean just don't think so much just breathe connect to the body. The, the fastest way to get out of your mind is get into your body. Because like, when people tell you, don't think about that, don't think about that, you will think about it. So it's like, stop the resisting and just kind of surrender the where you are and, and the moment at hand, I would say. And Eckhart does a really great job of just 
explaining. And even when you're reading, what's amazing about his writing, even when you're reading it, you, you are just in that, I mean, at least for me, I'm totally there. I'm just completely immersed in what he's saying. And he does a beautiful way of describing it. I remember, yeah, I, I read I read The Power of Now as well. And I think it was the same time that I did, I want to say the Landmark yeah. Seminar. So it was like double impact at the same time. He's amazing. And he's, oh, I love him. He's the best. I would love to meet him <laughs> one day. Very cool. Well, Caitlin, this this has been super, super phenomenal. Super, th- like, you know, you first of all, your story just left me pumped up to go out and do something today. Oh, I great. I'm so glad. I'm going to take some massive action. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you this. If people wanted, who's, if people want to connect with you, first of all, is there someone who's a, a great fit that, that can connect with you? And then also how else can people connect with you? Um, people can go to my blog and contact me through that, or they can follow me on Instagram and maybe it's just me to find out what I'm doing. And, um, I'm, I'm open to connecting to all types of people. I mean, if you like this kind of stuff, I'll, I would love to just like collaborate with you and have conversations. I mean, I'm just open book. So really there's no like, you know, guidelines for who should reach out. It's if you want to, I would love to talk to you. I would love to, to help you in any way that I can. Um, so. Very awesome. Well, Caitlin Vogel, this was, this was phenomenal. I really thank, thank you so much for taking the time energy to coming on to the podcast to do this. I think this conversation was very fun for me and I'm sure whoever listens to it is going to get a lot of that and a lot of actionable steps. I know we talked a lot of sort of mental mindset items, but I think it, it came across with a lot of practical application as well. Um, before we close out, I'd really just like to give you the floor. If you have any parting words, parting thoughts that you'd like to share with the adulthood revisited audience, go ahead. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on. This was amazing. What a great conversation. And I, I hope that to all who are listening, you've gotten something out of this and you're inspired to, you know, pursue the passion you've always wanted or, you know, just face your fear and do it anyway. Just believe in yourself and believe that you can have what you want. That's really the, the best thing. Very awesome. Uh, well, again, everyone, Caitlin Vogel, content creator extraordinaire. You can find out more about her and what she's up to at maybe it's me, maybe it's just me dot blog. Uh, I'll link that up in the show notes, uh, the, the website address and also IG. Um, Caitlin, again, thank you so, so much. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, AR Nation, until next time, take care, be well. Bye for now. Hey there, AR Nation. Before we go, I wanted to remind you of the Super Affiliate Accelerator. Whether you're looking to get started with an online business or if you're struggling to see the traction you've been hoping for in your current online business, the Super Affiliate Accelerator can help you see the success that you want in your business and in your life. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is an all-in-one, high-ticket marketing community where you'll get access to proven training, weekly coaching and mentoring from seasoned and accomplished marketers who've sold millions of dollars in products and services online, as well as access to a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. Right now, the SAA coaches are offering a free complimentary business strategy call. So if you're ready to build a strong and profitable online business and brand, Take advantage of the complimentary business strategy call today and learn more about the Super Affiliate Accelerator by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA.